Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me. Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said, throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening. I can't believe the holidays are already here. Thanksgiving is past, and we are now heading towards Christmas. And we have with us Christina Moore, or Christine Moore. We were talking off tape. We'll we'll get into it here in a second. Uh, but she has just had a fantastic filmography, and we have two wonderful holiday films coming out here, A Hollywood Christmas on HBO Max, and then I Believe in Santa, on netflix um don't come at us either one of you i've worked for both of you and we've got uh some great chats here thanks for your time today i appreciate it i am so excited to be here with you yeah so again as i mentioned i was going through your filmography and we'll go back to the beginning here normally i save that for the middle but <laughs> we talked about your name uh and sort of how you it's a thing so uh, it's a thing. And not really sort of but it is Let's talk about that uh, before we get into this, because now you've piqued my interest on how I should address you uh, continuing on throughout our conversation. Yeah, it's a confusing. So my birth name is Christine Moore. Okay. Um, and I started in Hollywood and I acted on a whole bunch of shows and Christine Moore was like all cool and kosher. And then I did a, a called Hyperion Bay. It was my first television series where I got my own title card with my name on it. Okay. And all of a sudden it flagged at Screen Actors Guild that there was another woman named Christine Moore who was dead, but her <laughs> family didn't want anyone using her name. And that was their right. So I was given five minutes to come up with another name, which is a kind of, it was like really a hilarious conversation with this woman. She was like, we have to clear it. So what else, what other names do you have? And I was like, other names? Do people just have other names? Like, what are you talking? Like, my dad calls me Gooby. Like, I, I don't know that that's gonna work. And so, occasionally, my mom would call me Christina Wiener. So I was like, there we go. That's the name. That's gonna stick. So, but I have so many people that I've known for so long, and I go all the way back that people will still call me that, even though professionally it's supposed to be Christina. And they're close enough. I never switched it. So you can you can call me either one. Well, it's interesting because I have heard that story from other actors before where that's <laughs> happened. And you would think an odd thing that it would be. But quite frankly, that's kind of normal in this industry, especially when you start getting up there and 
you're dealing with SAG and all of that. And then they're like, Hey, we got to figure this out. But how I, how interesting that it would like get that kind of attention uh, to the point where you had to literally make a decision on how you were going to change it. Um, So when you do other things now, does it confuse people or are they at this point go, okay, we know who she is. They do get confused, but it's, then it just becomes a fun little conversation. This it's it's exactly like this. And then occasionally, I mean, actually, oftentimes, then it's just like, well, what other what name do you want to be called? And then I'm like, we'll make one up. I'll answer to it probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is fun. I love it. Very good. So a Hollywood Christmas coming up here in just a few days on HBO Max, and then about a week and a so later Netflix. Let's talk about this, a tale of two stories here, a Hollywood Christmas. And of course I believe in Santa. Now the, I believe in Santa. I have seen a sizzle clip or a sort of a prepared trailer. I saw, I haven't really seen much about Hollywood Christmas. Let's start with that one because it comes out on the 1st of December here in just a few days. How exciting is it though? You produced this one. Um, How did that all come about for you outside of the standard, you know, you get a call from your manager or your team and they're like, we have something for you. How did you get on the bandwagon for that one? A Hollywood Christmas. Um, It's funny, a Hollywood Christmas. So in terms of producing, what's kind of what's really different is that it's all self-generated. You know, like if when you get an acting job, yeah, it's like your agent or your manager or somebody's interested when you're the producer, you're the, I call it, it's like you're the wedding planner and you're the bride and you're the cleanup crew. So like it starts with you. Um, my husband wrote it and he wrote it during the pandemic when we mm-hmm. were all kind of shut in and um, wrote it with our director, Alex Ranaravello. And th- the three of us have made probably eight different films together in the past. And so once... I mean, the pandemic, I think it's still happening anyway, but like maybe it was 2021 and we have a relationship with Warner Brothers, which is then HBO Max. And they said, hey, do you guys have any Christmas stuff laying around? Because we really want to jump in on the holiday thing. And it was like, yeah, we do. It's ready to go. So we got greenlit and then uh, filmed it in February and now it's coming out. Um, I think it's a really fun comedy romp. It's a farce. It's basically a female director who directs kind of your very typical formulaic Christmas movies. And when the network executive comes to shut her down, her life begins to mirror the exact movie that she's making. So... Ah. Um, you know, if anybody is familiar with Moliere, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a farce. That's basically what it is. Um, it's a love letter to Hollywood. It's a love letter to Christmas movies. It's a love letter to Christmas itself. Um, and I'm really, I'm really happy with it. I'm really proud of it. Um, and I'm excited that we're going to get to share it with everybody. Yes, I love the Moliere reference because anybody that's ever taken an acting class or a film class, like 100 level, Moliere is often (laughs) referred to. Uh, We get to geek out a little bit here. I love it about a farce. What is a farce? Noises Mm -hmm. off uh, is another Mm -hmm. one that I can think of. Uh, 
So where the unthinkable happens uh, in a situation. And I could see that. That's really cool. Um, and again, for people watching and listening that don't know, yeah, you do have a huge working relationship with the uh, that those folks over there and have done a lot of things uh, behind the scenes. And then, of course, you have to go over to Netflix. Uh, which, uh, <gasps> I know, I, we're don't cheating. Tell any, don't tell anybody about the mistress uh, or whatever. It doesn't have to be a mistress, but let's just say it is. I'm like, I'm a big fat cheater. That's, that's a sexy little soundbite. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> and I believe in Santa, which comes out on the 14th, you star in this one and then produce, <gasps> is this another one that you had in the closet ready to go or, okay. So it was, it is, it is. This one was, so it's our my our best friend director, um, Alex Ranarivello. He and my husband love to goose each other. They just love to like, you know, so this was give me a 40-year-old virgin, but a Christmas story. And, you know, my <laughs> husband is one of those that's like, don't you dare at, tell me to come up with something. I will do it. So what I love about it is it's a it's a it's it's quite autobiographical in nature because it's about my husband and my relationship. He, um, the twist is I'm now the single parent in our real life. He was the single parent and we got together. Um, and what happens when everything seems to be like romantic and perfect and great. And then you find out that your partner has a belief that, or a, a fetish or a love affair with something that really freaks you out. So in the story of I Believe in Santa, we find out that Tom, even though he's a grown up, believes in Santa Claus. And so what I love about it is that it's really an exploration into, you know, how do you, how can you accept things about people if they believe things that you don't? And I think that we happen to have a Muslim in the film and he becomes a very big helper to how these two can overcome and how can you just you know, remove your judgment. So I feel like it's very timely. <laughs> the world hasn't healed yet. So I'm, I'm hoping that our giant like Christmas romance comedy feel good thing can kind of show people like, it's okay. If, if people believe things that are different than you, or they are different than you, you can still love them. Yeah. Both are fantastic projects and your husband, John, He's, I mean, you both have been in this business for a very long time. Is that how you met in the business working on a project? How did that come about? It's very cool when two people are both creatives and both have very measurable success in this industry uh, and work on things together uh, because then, you know, the possibilities become even more limitless uh, when you're trying to put together good content. Yeah, we met, um, we both come from the world of sitcoms. So yeah. he was a guest star on a sitcom that I was on. And one of his best friends was Nicole Sullivan. Uh, she had done Mad TV and then I did Mad TV and she was kind of the the grand dame. She liked to host parties. She had this epic Easter party that had hundreds of people and everybody was like young and single and boozy and it was great. Um and so really we went, we were kind of always circling, but like, oh, I was dating somebody else. He was dating somebody else. And then we went to Nicole Sullivan's wedding and all of our friends that were there were plotting to get us together. Like these two 
dum-dums if they ever just figured out how perfect they were for each other. So they changed the seating arrangement the morning of the wedding. And we did, we sat next to each other and there were fireworks literally and figuratively. And that's, that's the story. Yes. Which sounds like could be a great plot to a film. Uh, Oh shoot. Yeah, I know. Like how many more things are we going to like rip out of our lives? Well, I think I, and I've heard from other creatives and storytellers like yourself, oftentimes that's a great place to start is what's happening in your life, especially when you are reaching out or going to put something together. So again, looking at your filmography, going all the Mm -hmm. way back to 2004, um, yes, without a paddle, which I think most people have probably seen, was that the Grand UR project for you that gave you i know you'd done a couple things before that i don't know how accurate imdb is these days but was that really sort of your big launch into the working on a a studio project that gave you a big break or were there other things that happened before that or after that um you're no you're pretty much dead on the thing about that particular project was that i booked it the same day that I booked that 70s show. Okay. Which, and like not knowing how much that was going to drastically change my life. Okay. Because it was, I had not seen it. I didn't know it. I mean, I don't know. I was living clearly under a rock. And when I ended up getting that show and replacing a, you know, major character. Yeah. That was bananas. I mean, and that was like, Ashton Kutcher was dating Demi Moore at that moment. I mean, like my life was, it was paparazzi. It was like craziness. It went bananas. And I had, because I booked them on the same day, they worked around my schedule. So I literally left tape night from that 70s show to drive to LAX, to fly overnight, to go to New Zealand, to do without a paddle. Yeah. I kind of felt a little bit like a rock star. I was going to ask. So one last question (laughs) about that. So when you do replace somebody like that, that was a big deal, uh, huge deal. And how does that make you feel as, as an artist at that point? Cause now you're coming into this like big machine and really, I mean, it's huge. That was massive. I remember that quite well. It was overwhelming. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was totally overwhelming. And I really didn't know, I think if I had known what I was getting into, you know, people say that a lot, right? Like if I had known what I was, I might not have ever done it. Like yeah. it's great to be dumb. Um, the cast was really lovely. Like the cast was really welcoming. It was a, it was a big deal for them. You know, the other actress had some trouble and that was hard on everybody. Um, so they were very welcoming. Kurtwood Smith was so loved. He, every day he was like, do you want to come and have lunch with me? And I think just wow. as like a grown up, like realizing I was freaked out. So I, yeah, it was a big deal. Wonderful. Well, these two great films coming out here in December, again, please be sure to watch both of them, HBO max and Netflix. Uh, <gasps> I know rivals rivals i've done press for both so i i think this is great i'm very excited for people to watch these again having seen just a little bit of the other um i cannot wait again such a fantastic career and the fact that you get to work 
uh, with your significant other makes this even more exciting uh, and probably never a shortage of ideas, right? Are you guys always pitching things to one another over dinner and dishes? <laughs> it's so imagine. funny. Yeah, you know, it's funny because a lot of people who know us are like, you know, we're like, do you guys just laugh all day long? <laughs> it probably gets annoying like after a while, I would imagine. <laughs> Or maybe, you know, like a real like we have to pay our mortgage and, you know, take out the garbage and that kind of thing. But no, we it has been a a wonderful, wonderful part of our lives. And we didn't start out that way. It it just kind of unfolded. And yeah, I mean, the story that is, I believe, in Santa came from the fact that we met in May at Nicole Sullivan's wedding. Then we yeah. had this like summer of love, like all the ooey gooey romance and like, you know, just staying up all night and staring googly eyes at each other. And then it was September and I was like, he's not really returning my phone calls. Like, <laughs> is he ghosting me? What is happening? Like, and I, and I lived in West Hollywood. He was in Sherman Oaks and I drove over the hill with the intention of like blowing in his door and being like, break up with me like a grown-up don't like just stop talking to me and i opened the door and his entire living room looked like a kindergarten classroom decorated for football he had six televisions installed on his mantle and what i didn't know is that he and his friends were like psychotic football maniacs and got together every sunday and he turned his house into a sports bar and they bet and had fantasy football and like group football things. And I was like, are you, are you for real? This is real. This is now my life. Like, and so there, that's kind of, that was the genesis of, I believe in Santa. Like, what do you do when you're in love with somebody and then they ghost you for a goofy holiday? I love it. Cannot wait for people to watch this. Christine, Christina, uh we'll 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 say both uh thank you so much for your time it's been a true pleasure chatting with you i appreciate your time for these great films and such a great career thank you thank you thank you i have one question for you brett if i was to tell you you have two minutes to rename yourself what is your other name i would go with my real last name montgomery if i had to but brett allen is a radio moniker that has stuck for years and was much easier to use uh, in this business and in the show because people remember it much easier than Brett Montgomery. And that's the first time I've used my real last name for a very long time. So, <laughs> oh my God, it's like we, yeah, we're like, we're um, name, name, name BFFs. Like we have our own little secret handshake. Like, <laughs> You call me Christine, I'll call you Montgomery. And there we'll you go. Be I had well. Joe McHale on a couple of years ago, and he just razzed me about it the entire time. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember... We care.